0: Welcome to the Jesus Sisters Podcast. It's not a coincidence you're here.
1: We thank you for joining us on this journey to seek a close and personal relationship with our Lord Jesus Christ.
0: Well, welcome back to the final episode for our Miracles uh, c- uh, season here. Not season, but uh, series. Thank you. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> but it is the little, wrapping up of our third season. Yeah, so. it's a little We're early. Tongue tied. Tongue <laughs> tied already. I know, right? Oh my goodness. Well, we literally have a jam-packed uh, episode for you. We are going to cover about ten miracles. Um, at least I, we think it's ten miracles, but we aren't sure if it's ten or eleven, whatever. But that means we're going to have to keep it moving because uh, we love to talk. We just we just don't get enough time together, Allie. You know, I know. Once we start talking about Jesus, then it's really over. It's Like we just <laughs> start going, start going all over the place. Um, so let's just jump right into it. We're going to say a quick prayer and uh, then continue to talk about the amazing work of Jesus. And his time here on Earth, so, dear Heavenly Father, we just ask that you please join us in this space, please connect us, please connect us to our Jesus and brothers and Jesus brothers and sisters around this world. We ask that you speak a message of hope and show us your true power and the miracles that you performed. We ask that uh, you remove us ourselves from this and that you just fill us with the Holy Spirit so that our words will be your words and uh, please bless this episode in jesus name we pray amen holy spirit have your way amen i was getting a little into my prayer and i hit my chin wow. on my microphone so hopefully I love love hear like a big, <laughs> <laughs> i i did not hear anything on my end, okay so good my eyes it. were closed i'm like what is that on my chin okay all right that was okay. the microphone good times uh so oh yeah we hopefully you can't hear the dishes in the background either my family's relentless with their <laughs> daily living <laughs> All right, so we have been talking about uh, John. I I pulled uh, the seven miracles from John. I'm going to have two extra ones, and then Allie has been kind of going in different places throughout the New Testament, Testament mostly in Matthew and mark and luke and so between these four books i mean there's just so many miracles which just a little overwhelming but it's all very exciting and amazing so i'll get us going with the fifth miracle because i mean if we have some of the most famous miracles i mean i guess they're all famous in their own right but i think pretty much most people know about jesus walking on water so like hello let's get started with walking on water let's do this hmm so this is going to be um, John chapter 6 verses 15 through 21 and it says so Jesus perceiving that they were intending to come and take him by force to make him king withdrew again to the mountain by himself alone now when the evening came his disciples went down to the sea and after getting into a boat they started to cross the sea at Capernaum it had be- already become dark and Jesus had not come to them and had not yet come to them the sea began to be stirred up because of the strong wind because a strong wind was blowing then when they had rowed for about three or four miles they saw Jesus walking on the sea and drawing near to the boat and they were frightened but he said to them it is I do not be afraid so they were willing to receive him in the boat and immediately the boat was at the land to which they were going so like I just don't remember like reading this whole story and just knowing like he had just gone out to sea all by himself. And then they go to look for him and you're like, Oh, there he is. There's Jesus (laughs) like just walking on water. Like I can't imagine how freaked out they must have been, but like, how cool is that? Hmm. And then he's in the boat and now immediately we're like at the next spot. So it was like, legit time travel too. It's like, all yeah. So there's a,
1: l- there's a lot of supernatural miracles that just point to, you know, the, the power of, of Jesus that he is truly God.
0: I love it. I mean, how it's just so cool. I just, just so cool.
1: Yeah. I think, um, I think you have the Jesus calms the storm too. You should read that one. So then, you know, they can also see what Jesus just uh, likes to do all sorts of miracles on the water. <laughs> like, <laughs>
0: And the water's so powerful. So how cool is that that if you can calm the waters, like I mean, that's he amazing. can walk on them, he can
1: calm them. I mean, and anybody that's ever been like on the ocean or you know, it's just you see like how like small you are compared to the ocean, and that the god we serve, you know, just by you know, a flick of the wrist can calm the waves, can you know, he's just you know, has power over everything. It's it's mind blowing.
0: Mind blowing. I love it. Okay, okay, yeah, I found that scripture. So I'm gonna go ahead and read that one also. So that one is Matthew 8, 23 through 27. And it says, When he got into the boat, his disciples followed him, and behold, there arose a great storm on the sea. So the boat was being covered with the waves, but Jesus himself was asleep, which I love this visual. And they came to him and woke him saying, save us, Lord, we're perishing. He said, why are you afraid? You men of little faith. He got up, rebuked the winds in the sea, and it became perfectly calm. The men were amazed and said, what kind of man is, it, is this that even the winds in sea obey him? Well, I know the answer to that. His name is Jesus. He's the son of God. I mean, that's so cool. Um, I like, I love how calm he is. I mean, I feel like just this whole scenario is like the perfect, uh, parallel to like anything that crazy that happens in my life. The Lord is calm and relaxed. And I'm like, ah, crazy. Like we're dying. What's happening? Like my hair's on fire. Right. And he wakes up and he's like, really? Like, you don't trust me. You have no faith in me. And within seconds, again, that, that snap, it's just calm. And he has completely calmed the storm. Yeah. And that's what he does. He
1: does that, you know, he can do that physically. And, you know, just when you feel like you're going through the storms of life and you're being thrown around, like, Turn to Jesus because he, you know, he's there and not only is he there, you know, in the storm, but he will calm the storm if you just, you know, if you just hold on, if you just, you know, grab onto him and, you know, he will ground you. So, um, I'm going to move forward to, um looks like I'm going to go with uh, Luke and then I'll follow it up with Matthew just because it coincides. So, and as Jesus returned, the people welcomed him for, they had all been waiting for him. And there came a man named Jairus and he was an official of the synagogue. And he fell at Jesus's feet and began to implore him to come to his house for he had an only daughter about 12 years old and she was dying. But as he went, the crowds were pressing against him and a woman who had a hemorrhage for 12 years and could not be healed by anyone came up behind him and touched the fringe of his cloak. And immediately her hemorrhage stopped. And Jesus said, who is the one who touched me? And while they were all denying it, Peter said, master, the people are crowding and pressing in on you. But Jesus said, someone did touch me for, I was aware that power had gone out of me. When the woman saw that she had not escaped notice, she came trembling and fell down before him and declared in the presence of all the people the reason why she had touched him. And now she had been immediately and how she had been immediately healed. And he said to her daughter, your faith has made you well go in peace. While he was still speaking, someone came from the house of the synagogue official saying, your daughter has died. Do not trouble the teacher anymore. But when Jesus heard this, he answered him. Do not be afraid any longer, only believe, and she will be made well. When he came to the house, he did not allow anyone to enter with him except Peter, John, and James, and the girl's father and mother. Now they were all weeping and lamenting for her, but he said, stop weeping, for she has not died, but is asleep. He, however, took her by the hand and called saying, child arise and her spirit returned. And she got up immediately and he gave orders for something to be given her to eat. Her parents were amazed, but he instructed them to tell no one what had happened. And that is Luke uh eight, forty to 56. So quite a few miracles in there, like miracles on top of miracles happening, like at the same time.
0: Yeah. Like back to back, the first miracle that you were reading, it reminds me of that um, that image that is going around. It's been out there for quite a while, but it's like a picture of someone holding on like to a thread. It's like, if you're going to be hanging on by a thread, it, it better be the thread on on the, on his hem. And every time I read this scripture, I'm like, oh, it's just like, yes. I mean, it's just one little touch. You're just, and and that's it. And you're healed. And And her,
1: yeah, her faith made her, well, can you imagine bleeding for 12 years and going to see all these doctors and nobody can heal you, but her faith, she knew, like, even though the crowds were fighting and pressing against, because everybody wanted a piece of Jesus, she knew that if she just made her way as sick as she was, and could just touch the hem of his cloak, that she would be healed, and Jesus let her know, like, by your faith, you have been healed. Your faith has made you well, because she had that thought to, and that's like what Jesus wants us to catch a glimpse of. Like, you know, if you are sick, you know, if you have this faith that, you know, Jesus can make you well, like, you know, if it's within his will, like he can. And we see that in this scripture. And then at the same time, you know, he says, daughter, your faith has made you well go in peace. And then at the same time, you know, he raises somebody from the dead and is like, if you only believe your daughter will be well, she will be well. And, you know, you yes. see that reiterated. And so
0: only um, believe it's about believing, right? Right. And we it's, talked about that. I think in our first episode about believing, it's like, I think we all believe that God is capable of a miracle. Yeah. But I think the believing that he will be, Perform a miracle is the difference. We know he can, but believing that he will, and I think that's super powerful. And and you and it's crazy that so many people were touching him,
1: and Jesus was like, "I felt power go out for me." There's just so much to unpack in that um, episode that I feel like you or episode um scripture that you could, <laughs> It is
0: like an you, episode,
1: huh? <laughs> it is like an episode exactly. And so then I'm going to follow it up with. um uh, Matthew 14, 34 to 36, because it kind of talks about touching, um, the fringe. So it said when they had crossed over, they came to the land at Genesaret. I can't pronounce that correctly. And when the men of that place recognized him, they sent word into all that surrounding district and brought to him all who were sick. And they implored him that they might just touch the fringe of his cloak. And as many as touched it were cured. So um, yeah, definitely, you know, something about touching that fringe, getting that, getting that, you know, like you said, just hanging on to that, you know, getting a touch from God is, is amazing. Um, So then I'm going to move into Matthew nine, one to uh, eight. And it says, Jesus heals a paralytic. So getting into a boat, again, we're in the boat, Jesus crossed over the sea and came to his own city and they brought to him a paralytic lying on a bed. Seeing their faith, Jesus said to the paralytic, Take courage, son, your sins are forgiven. And some of the scribes said to themselves, This fellow blasphemes. Which is easier to say, Your sins are forgiven, or to say, Get up and walk? But so that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. Then he said to the paralytic, Get up, pick up your bed, and go home. But when the crowd saw this, they were awestruck and glorified God, who had given such authority to men.
0: Oh my gosh. I love it. I think, and we see those, we see a lot of parallels in terms of like, now that we're reading through so many miracles, I feel like we're really starting to see like common themes. Like, yes, if you touch the thread of his, if you can just touch him with just one touch. Right. Um, and he, when he heals, it's like an instantaneous, it's like pick up and go pick up your bed pick up your palate, you're healed, just go you now you have your life. Um, And then just about believing. I mean, it's, it's cool now to really just start seeing some of these connections really come together, which I don't know that I would have gotten that if we hadn't done so many miracles back to back.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, you get a full picture and it's hard to just try. And so, you know, that's why we did a whole series on it, because to really do it justice, you got to kind of unpack it. And then something I did pick up on that I need to, you know, dive into more, which I think is just what's awesome about walking with Jesus is he said, um, seeing their faith, Jesus said to the paralytic, take courage, son, your sins are forgiven. And so he was healed. And he said, what is easier to say your sins are forgiven, or to say get up and walk. So it makes me think that um, you know, like is sometimes can our sins make us sick? You know, I do think that maybe they can. Um, so there might be something. So just to some food for thought, I guess, you know, if anybody else listening picked up on that, but you know, because he said, you know, this is so that, you know, the son of man has authority on earth to forgive sins, like there's correlations there, and I guess you know, we can unpack that more, but just some food for thought.
0: No, I mean, I think that brings up a really good point. I mean, ultimately, his biggest miracle was dying on the cross and then being resurrected. And the whole point of that is that he's forgiving. It's almost like a little bit of a foreshadowing, right? Mm -hmm. of the, The biggest miracle that's to come. And, and yeah, the whole point of it was so that we would be forgiven of our sins and not just laurel's sins not just ally's sins like every single person's sin from you know here until the end of time until the second coming and so that i mean that's crazy like when you think of it like that for sure mm-hmm. yeah um i'm going to read the sixth miracle and keep it moving because we just have so many the sixth miracle not that we've read so far or maybe it has been the sixth miracle we've read so far, but I'm talking about the one that's written in John and we are moving nicely through the book of John. We're almost to the last one. And this one is verses uh, chapter nine, verses one through seven. And it says, as he passed by, he saw a man blind from birth and his disciples asked him, rabbi who sinned this man or his parents that he would be born blind jesus answered it was neither that this man sinned nor his parents but it was so that the works of god might be displayed in him so powerful when we we must work the works of him who sent me as long as the day as long it is day night is coming when no one can work while i am in the world i am the light of the world when he had said this he spat on the ground and made clay of the spittle and applied it to the clay of his eyes and said go and said to him, go wash in the pool of Salome, I think. Mm-hmm. So he went away and he washed and came back singing. So I, again, so much to just unpack in just that one single scripture, because he's not just like, it's ta- again, talking about sin. So like, did somebody have to sin for, for somebody to be born like that? But that, that it was neither of those it's just so that god can show his glory through the works like i mean that i when you think about sickness and illness i mean i don't know that we always think of it that way it's like so god can show off he can show his power of healing and his love and his mercy and that is one of the true gifts of of loving the god that we love
1: yeah and you know i uh something that i i guess this is kind of a uh, off track a little bit but when i was originally when we were doing this and it turned into a series i was kind of focusing on the fact that you know all the people that jesus had um brought back to life and you know it it makes me think like this is how you know that there is a spiritual realm because anybody that's ever been to you know a funeral um you can tell that their spirit has left them. And so you see like in, in uh, the scripture I just read, it said, stop weeping for she has not died, but is asleep. Um, He, however, took her by the hand and called saying child arise and her spirit returned. And uh, that's how, you know, that there is spiritual. Like there is because, you know, if you've ever been to a funeral, like you touch them, they're cold. There's the spirit isn't there. It's just a body. And so that's just, I, you know, maybe it was just something, some pivotal moment for me, but um, yeah, just something that I noticed when, so moving into that, I'm going to uh, move on to Luke seven. Um, Soon afterwards, he went to a city called Nan and his disciples were going along with him accompanied by a large crowd. Now, as he approached the gate of the city, a dead man was being carried out the only son of his mother. And she was a widow and a sizable crowd from the city was with her. When the Lord saw her, he felt compassion for her and said to her, do not weep. And he came up and touched the coffin and the bearers came to a halt. And he said, young man, I say to you, arise. The dead man sat up and began to speak and Jesus gave him back to his mother. Fear gripped them all and they began glorifying God saying, a great prophet has risen among us and God has visited his people. This report concerning him went over all Judea and all the surrounding districts. And, um, you know, that just makes me almost want to cry because it it goes so deeper. Like if you, if you read what they were trying to tell you, like, not only was that her only son, but she was a widow. So she would have been like left. If he would have been left dead, she would have had no money, nobody to fall back on like nothing. She would have been left alone. And so Jesus, because he felt compassion and did not want that he raised him from the dead. And that's just like, that's how much God loves us. You know, I just, I that really, um, yeah, there's just, God is, it, Jesus is so beautiful. His love is so beautiful. Um, I could, I could stay focused on that, but I know we got to keep moving. So, um, no, I
0: know, I know. We, <laughs> did, we just, we, we got so off track and all of our other episodes were like, we got to get down to business. We got to get yeah. these miracles out. But I understand what you're saying, Allie, it's just his mercy and, um, the grace that he gives us, is, it is, it's just so beautiful. And um, I, I went, as I'm reading through these, one thing I realize is like, he didn't with like hold miracles from anybody. Like if somebody came to him and they touched him, it was like, it was done. Or if they believed they went to him and they believed it was done. So just being in his presence and believing is everything.
1: Yeah. And it, it, yeah, it shows, it shows us that Jesus doesn't ignore our needs. And it also proves that like, we can trust Jesus, you know, that no sickness, no disease or demon, you know, nothing can, you know, outwit or outmatch. Like he, he, you know, he trumps everything, like in everything he does, it just, and the miracles. That's why it's just such a great series to do because it it proves all these things that, you know, he stands for, you can see it in his, his works and his acts. So yes. um, moving on to Matthew nine twenty seven, 27, um, as Jesus went on from there, two blind men followed him crying out, have mercy on us, son of David. When he entered the house, the blind men came up to him and Jesus said to them, do you believe that I am able to do this? They said to him, yes, Lord. Then he touched their eyes saying, it shall be done to you according to your faith. And their eyes were open and Jesus sternly warned them, see that no one knows about this. And they went out and spread the news about him throughout all that land after the demon was cast out or, or sorry, I got ahead of, ahead of myself, but, um, yeah, so you can also see, I, I think it's funny how you see in, um, how Jesus will like heal people and be like don't say nothing and then people are like
0: guess what Jesus healed me (laughs) (laughs) it is so interesting that he says don't tell anybody to say don't don't say anything to anybody but you're right everybody goes out and it tells him it tells which you would think like he would want people to know because then he's like I have what do I know like I have no idea clearly if I knew anything <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I'd be in a different situation in, in all aspects of life, but you're right. I love their like, yeah, he touched me. I'm healed. That's done. He told me not to, but yeah. Well, and I then, um, resist. yeah, and then going back to,
1: um, I, I liked this part in Matthew where they just talk about like he had just cast out a demon of in the mute man. And so it says, after the demon was cast out, the mute man spoke and the crowds were amazed and were saying nothing like this has ever been seen in Israel. But the Pharisees were saying he casts out the demons by the ruler of the demons. And Jesus was going through all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom and healing every kind of disease and every kind of sickness. Seeing the people, he felt compassion for them because they were distressed and despair spirited like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Therefore beseech the Lord of the harvest to send out workers into his harvest. And I just wanted to, that's like something I, because it's so important. Like Jesus is saying, like the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few, like not, you know, not enough people want to, you know, harvest. And so he's like showing us like, these people are distressed and dispirited like sheep without a shepherd, but now we have a shepherd, but there are still people out there that are dispirited and distressed. And so like, we have to be the workers and, you know, beseech the Lord to send out workers like Lord send out more workers for the harvest. Like we need them. That's why we share the gospel so that people can see the light of Christ because, you know, we need, everybody needs a shepherd and the shepherd is Jesus.
0: Amen to that. Yes, we all need Jesus. I, need a, I still ha, don't have that shirt that says, you all need Jesus. I got to get me one of those because everybody needs Jesus. And it's a funny little way to say it, but it's so true. Like, if you don't have Jesus, like, you missing out mm-hmm. while you're missing out on. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to jump into the seventh miracle. Okay, well, it wouldn't be a podcast without a barking dog. Oh, little <laughs> Bailey. But here we go. It's a good thing that dog is so cute. Let me keep him around. <laughs> um, so miracle number seven, um, it's time for Lazarus to make an appearance on the scene here. So I there was quite a bit of scripture, so I broke it in two different parts. So this is the first part of it. It's uh, John chapter 11, uh, verses 14 through 23. It says, so Jesus said to them plainly, Lazarus is dead, and I'm glad for your sakes that I was not there so that you may believe but let us go to him. Oh, just already dropped the mic. So he's dead. So now I get to show off basically show up, show, show you my ultimate powers. Uh, therefore Thomas, who is also called Didymus said to his fellow disciples, let us also go so that we may die with him. So then Jesus came Uh, he found out that he had already been in the tomb for four days. Now Bethany was near Jerusalem, about two miles off, and many of the Jews had come to Martha and Mary to console them concerning their brother. Martha, therefore, when she heard that Jesus was coming, went to meet him, but Mary stayed at the house. Martha then said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been there, my brother would not have died. Even now I know that whatever you ask of God, God will give you. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. And so we haven't even gotten to the miracle part, but I love the, the setup of this because Jesus is friends with Mary and Martha and they know like if he was here, this wouldn't have happened. And even then it seems like maybe there was a little bit of doubt because we know if you were here, he wouldn't have died, but Mm -hmm. still it's like, well, he's dead, but are you going to raise him from the dead? So let's, let's see what happens. Um, So let's go down to the next section, which is verses 39 through 46. It said, Jesus said, remove the stone. Martha, the sister of the deceased, said to him, Lord, by this time there will be a stench, for he's been dead for four days. Jesus said to her, did I not say to you that if you believe, you will see the glory of God? So they removed the stone. Then Jesus raised his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. I know that you always hear me because of the people standing around. I, uh, because of people standing around, I said it so that they may believe that you sent me when he had said these things, he cried out with a loud voice, Lazarus come forth. The man who had died came forth bound hand and foot with wrappings. His face was wrapped around with a cloth. Jesus said, them said to them, unbind him and let him go. Therefore, many of the Jews who came to Mary and saw what he had done believed in him. But some of them went to the Pharisees and told them the things to which Jesus had done. And so, I mean, again, it's still like, well, it's been four days, Jesus. I know you, I know you're really good at this stuff, but you know, he's kind of dead. It's like dead, dead, like four days dead. Like stinky dead. What's that? Like stinky dead. Yeah, like stinky death. Like, and they're like, yeah. uh, you know it's been four days. And he's like, uh, woman, did you not hear me? Like I told you that I am going to raise him from the dead. And I think I've heard um, multiple sermons on this and this particular um, scripture. And I think it's so, so powerful that it was like it almost had to be that long of a time to have that big of an, an impact. Impact, yeah. If he would have just healed him and rose him from the dead maybe in one day maybe the belief would be totally different but four days there is no denying that it's Uh, been it, it it was done
1: well and then you you were saying like you know you could tell that there was some belief in there because they said you know had you been here but then you when you read everything it's like you see like in john before, when they say, Lord, I, or Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. Like I pray that prayer. Cause it's like, I want to see the glory of God. Like, I want to believe to the point where I see the glory of God, you know, like that is what a prayer that I have for me and everybody. Cause you know, God was saying, you know, you will, if you only believe you will see the glory of God. And it's like, yeah, I believe, but like, Lord help my unbelief. So yeah, that's just that's powerful. Real.
0: I, if I'm being totally honest, I still find myself having lots of moments of unbelief, not because I don't believe that he can, but because I'm like, do I believe that he would for me? Does that make sense? Yeah. Oh yeah. Which is not, which is not right. So you're totally right. Like praying that prayer of help me with my unbelief. I'm like, jeez, like, when am I really going to get it together? Like, well, why can't I just be better at this by now? <laughs> this Jesus thing, you
1: know? Peter's like, talk to me about it. I got you. <laughs> I
0: know. Like, That's why it is a struggle every day. You got to be in the word every day, constantly growing. But I just, it's so cool to see this common theme of belief across all of this.
1: Yes. Um, Moving on to Matthew 20. Um so it says, Jesus heals a uh, Jesus heals the blind beggars. As they were leaving Jericho, a large crowd followed him and two blind men sitting by the road, hearing that Jesus was passing by, cried out, Lord, have mercy on us, son of David. The crowd sternly told them to be quiet, but they cried out all the more, Lord, son of David, have mercy on us. And Jesus stepped and c- called them and said, what do you want me to do for you? They said to him, Lord, we want our eyes to be opened, moved with compassion, Jesus touched their eyes and immediately they regained their sight and followed him. And there's just something about all these that are just, it's kind of getting to me, but you know, I can be emotional, but it's like, even when people are telling you to sit down and be quiet, like God hears your cries, like God has mercy for you. Like, you know, God will meet you like where you're at, and he has compassion for you where the world might not have compassion for you. He does. And if there's any theme that should be it, we've gone over so many miracles and so many different instances where, Um, you know, whether it's financial, sometimes like you need money financially to to survive or to make it or, you know, or, or healing physically, spiritually, like even your eyes being open, but sometimes like we need our spiritual eyes open and he'll do that for us too. Like he just does so many things for us where even when people are like, be quiet, like, Jesus, like, what can I do for you? And, um, you know, I just think that that's so beautiful.
0: These miracles are getting me touched. Oh, that's good. I love it. That's um, I I mean, so powerful. I mean, how can you not be moved? Yeah, Maybe I have a heart of stone because I'm not getting sentimental. Not that I don't feel it. And I don't appreciate it. But um, I just it is, it's really actually very overwhelming when you're reading all these back to back to back. Right, right. Yeah. So it starts to
1: so going back to back to back, I'm going to talk about when Jesus was transfigured, because although that's not like, one of his healing miracles, it's like, this crazy miracle that like just can 't so um, six days later, Jesus took him with Peter and James and John his brother, and led him up on high on a high mountain by themselves, and he was transfigured before them, and his face shone like the sun, and his garments became as white as light and behold, Moses and Elijah appeared to them, talking with him. Peter said to Jesus. "'Lord, is it good for us to be here? "'If you wish, I will make three tabernacles here, "'one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah.' While he was still speaking, a bright cloud overshadowed them, and behold, a voice out of the cloud said, "'This is my beloved son, with whom I am well pleased. "'Listen to him.' When the disciples heard this, they fell face down to the ground and were terrified. And Jesus came to them and touched them and said, "'Get up and do not be afraid.' And lifting their eyes, they saw no one except Jesus himself alone. And they were coming down from the mountain. Jesus commanded them saying, tell the vision to no one until the son of man has risen from the dead. And his disciples asked him, why then do the scribes say that Elijah must come first? And he answered and said, Elijah is coming and will restore all things. But I say to you that Elijah already came and they did not recognize him but did to him whatever they wished. So also the son of man is going to suffer at their hands. Then the disciples understood that he had spoken to them about John the Baptist. So just another like crazy supernatural miracle where you see people from the old Testament that are showing up with, with um, Jesus, like in this, like holy, like supernatural, like spiritual way that is a miracle in itself. And, you know, um, Moses and Elijah were the two greatest prophets in the old Testament and um, Moses represents the law. And then Elijah foretold the coming of the Messiah. So it's just this miracle that Jesus is giving us to show us like, I am the son of God. I am like here's proof, not only in all these miracles, but, you know, and this also is proving another miracle to show that I am the son of God. I am
0: the creator, you know, it, it's just like, whoa. <laughs> oh my gosh. That is like an amazing, I, I, I know that I've read that before, but I don't know that I heard it quite the same way that I heard it today. Um, But just the the awe and the power and the the light and then the voice of god and it's just like paralyzing like it's just god is so powerful and so everything you know um that they just they immediately fell to the ground like that's just it's just so hard to wrap your mind around but it's just so exciting too like someday we are going to get to have Um, because of our relationship with Jesus and our belief that he is our Lord and Savior someday we are going to get to hear the voice of God even if we don't necessarily hear it that way you know during our time here on earth yes yeah exactly so um I almost feel like we should end on that one because it's like the epitome of like power and and uh and miracles right like it is very supernatural but i do have one more how many more scriptures do you have jesus sister i think i have two but
1: one of them is longer so um we'll try okay. and get get this wrapped up
0: okay all right so i'll read my last one here um and this one comes from matthew at 17 uh chapter 17 verses 24 through 27. And it said, when they came to Capernaum, those who collected two drachma tax came to Peter and said, "Does your teacher not pay the two drachma tax?" He said, "Yes." And when he came into the house, Jesus spoke to, spoke to him first, saying, "What do you think, Simon? From whom do the kings of the earth collect uh, kings of the earth collect customs or poll tax, from their sons or from strangers?" When Peter said, "From strangers," Jesus said to him, "Then the sons are exempt." So how, uh, so however, that we do not offend them, go to the sea and throw in a hook and take the first fish that comes up. And when you open its mouth, you will find a shekel and that will give it and give that to them for you and me. And so I was not familiar with this really. Allie and I were talking about this for before. And I was like, wait a second. Look, let me get this right. <laughs> <laughs> like- they're taxing jesus which okay i get he's a man on earth like i totally get that but he like went and he went fishing and he fished out a shekel like what is happening here like what (laughs) some of the stuff that's in the bible that like is new to me i'm like wait i i need to read this again uh so it's just it's super cool
1: And uh, yeah, so I just, I like that because it it shows you like, even when you feel like, oh, like I'm really, you know, sometimes you're like, I need a miracle financially. And you're like, is this really like, but Jesus comes, you know, in this totally supernatural where it's like, sometimes, you know, God tells you to do things where you're like, oh, yeah, that doesn't really make sense where this totally, totally did not make sense. And it's like, you're going to find a coin in a fish's mouth.
0: You're like, okay. Like versus <laughs> on the ground, just yeah. happening to be on the side of the road. That seems like it might make a lot more sense, but like, go throw that hook out there. Maybe it's the analogy of like, the fishing analogy that I I don't know, what do I know? I'm like, just trying to make sense of this. It's just hilarious though. I love it. It, Yeah. Okay.
1: So then, um, yeah, that, that transfiguration one was good. So I'm going to try and wrap it up here. Um, this, you know, we kind of touched on this, but pretty much the biggest miracle is Jesus dying for all of our sins and what he did. It may not be as uh, well. I mean, I feel like it's totally supernatural because you know, he raised, he was raised from, from the dead himself, but, yes. um, you know, just, just doing what, what he did, but this is something in there that has always gotten to me where I'm like, whoa, 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 why do we not talk about that more after Jesus? So I'll just, uh, read it and let it have the impact for itself. So it says now from the sixth hour, darkness fell upon all the land until the ninth hour about the ninth hour, Jesus cried out with a loud voice saying, Eli elai lama sabaktani That is, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And some of those who were standing there when they heard it began saying, this man is calling for Elijah. Immediately, one of them ran and taking a sponge, he filled it with sour wine and put it on a reed and gave him a drink. But the rest of them said, let's see whether Elijah will come to save him. And Jesus cried out again with a loud voice and yielded up his spirit. And behold, the veil of the temple was torn in two from the top to bottom and the earth shook and the rocks were split. The tombs were opened, and many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised, and coming out of the tombs after his resurrection, they entered the holy city and appeared to many. Now the centurion and those who were with him, keeping guard over Jesus when they saw the earthquake and the things that were happening, became very frightened and said, truly this was the son of God. Mm -hmm. I'm like, tombs were being opened. They were appearing to people in the streets, like the earth was shaken. Yeah.
0: These are so many powerful miracles that, you know, yeah. You know what, what one of the things that always strikes me too, I've heard somebody preach on this one also in the veil of the temple and they were talking about like how thick the veil of the temple was. And the fact that it was torn from two, from top to bottom, I mean, like the power that would have taken it's not like somebody just cut it with a pair of scissors it was just by sheer force i mean not to mention the tombs all the the rocks rolled and and moved from there but i mean everything about it is just like ultimate power and like uh, and it being torn from the top instead of the bottom because you could see like at
1: the top that's where it's the strongest so yeah it's just more. Yeah. There's so many like supernatural things where you're like, uh oh, whoa, like people were awakening from the tombs and appearing to people in the streets. And so people couldn't even deny the miraculous power of like, yeah, this was
0: truly the son of God. Um Well, I wonder if the people who uh, were chanting to have him crucified, I wonder if they at that point were like, oops, maybe we made a mistake. Like, yeah. Um, forgive yeah. Forgive me, Lord. Like, I mean, how do you how do you deny that? Mm -hmm. how do you, well, we can't just say that's a coincidence.
1: Yeah. That's why they were like, truly, this was the son of God. And I can't imagine, you know, the people that actually, you know, I think it's very hurtful to think that people could be, you read all these miracles and how he had compassion and how he really just did all the miracles to help others and, you know, to be a savior and everything he did. And for people to treat him so disgustingly is just heartbreaking. Um, so, um, then I'm going to wrap it up. This one's a little bit longer. So I'm just going to try and read through this quickly, although not to, I want to give it a uh, gray or not grace, but, um, reverence because it is a beautiful scripture but um for as they did not understand the scripture that he must rise again from the dead so the disciples went again to their own homes but Mary was standing outside the tomb weeping and so as she wept she stood and looked into the tomb and she saw two angels in white sitting one at the head and one at the feet where the body of Jesus had been laying and they said to her woman why are you weeping She said to them, because they have taken away my Lord, and I do not know where they have laid him. When she had said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there and did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to her, woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you seeking? Supposing him to be the gardener, she said to him, sir, if you have carried him away, tell him, tell me where you have laid him and I will take him away. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned and said to him in Hebrew, Rabboni, which means teacher. Jesus said to her, stop clinging to me for I have not yet ascended to the father, but go to my brethren and say to them, I ascend to my father and your father and my God and your God. Mary Magdalene came announcing to the disciples, I have seen the Lord and that he has said these things to her. So when it was evening on that day, the first day of the week, and when the doors were shut where the disciples were for fear of the Jews. For fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood in their midst and said to them, peace be with you. And when he had said this, he showed them both his hands and his side. The disciples then rejoined when they saw the Lord. So Jesus said to them again, peace be with you. As the father has sent me, I also send you. And when he said this, he breathed on them and said to them, receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, their sins have been forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they have been retained. But Thomas, one of the 12 called Didymus was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples were saying to him, when we have seen the Lord, but he said to them, unless I see his hands, the imprint of the nails and put my finger into the place of the nails and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. After eight days, his disciples were again inside and Thomas with them. Jesus came to the doors, having been shut and stood in their midst and said, peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, reach here with your finger and see my hands and reach here with your hand and put it into my side and do not be unbelieving, but believing. Jesus said to him, because you have seen me, have you believed? Blessed are those who did not see and yet believed. Therefore, many other signs Jesus also performed in the presence of the disciples, which are not written in this book. But these have been written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the son of God, and that believing you may also have life in his name.
0: Oh, man, that is so cool.
1: Yeah, it really ties it all together, where it might not be the actual miracle, but you see why he did all the miracles and why our faith is so important and believing and blessed are those like us who haven't seen, but we still believe. And, um, you know, I like then it ends in John saying there, and there are also many other things that Jesus did, which if they were written one by one, I suppose that not even the world itself could not contain the books that would be written. Amen.
0: Yeah. That is like, that was something that really left an impression upon me. Like just because we've read all the ones that we've put together. I mean, the there were so many miracles performed. I mean, it was like once his time had come, it was like every day was just probably filled with miracles, miracles that were seen and not seen. Maybe the people that didn't run and tell. Maybe when he said, "Don't tell anybody about this," <laughs> yeah. they but they kept it to themselves. You know, who knows the number of miracles that actually happened, and um, the fact that they have that in the scriptures it's just reaffirming that there, there would be no book that can contain the number of miracles. And I love that.
1: And, and then receiving the Holy spirit, which we, we get to receive too. That's a miracle yes. in itself that we don't, we don't talk about it, but it is a miracle. Like the fact that we have the Holy spirit, that's what helps us do, you know, kingdom work and, and helps us. It's our, it's our, it's our guide. So it's our helper. Yes. he yeah. is Our
0: helper yeah I mean, I don't know what I would do without the Holy Spirit because i I rely on that 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 whisper in my ear. I rely on the way that I feel the Holy Spirit and see it working in my life, not mm-hmm. like physically, but you know what I mean, well, maybe sometime physically, but not like it. I don't know that came out wrong, but you know what I'm trying to say? no, <laughs> yeah, absolutely, I think yeah, yeah, it's we, not like we... a ghost that flows through my house. It's just you see. Things unfolding in your life, and you're like, "That's God, you know." That's, that's God. That ain't that's me. The that's Holy the Holy Spirit. Spirit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, and then
1: it. just seeing, you know, God raise Himself from the dead, and and what He did when He came back, like that's a miracle. Everything is. He is the miracle. So, yeah, so beautiful. I'm so glad we got to do this. I've been. I hope people who are listening have been touched as much as I have been touched. I just feel so honored and blessed to be able to share God's word, like that he would allow me to do this. And I hope that, you know, I do it justice because it's beautiful. He's beautiful.
0: Yes. Jesus sister, you did an amazing job. And I just, I love sharing this time with you. And uh, for those of you who are listening, we just, we just thank you for, taking time out of your busy day to spend time growing in the word with us and sharing this special relationship that we have with Jesus and um, sending many, many blessings to each one of you. Yes. And this, this will wrap up our season three. So, um,
1: we will take a little bit of a break and be back in April. And so we're so excited to get new content and scripture out to you, but as always keep in touch. And if you have any prayer requests, we're here for you to pray for you to, um, you know, just be your sisters in Christ.
0: Amen to that. All right. Amen. Be blessed, Jesus, sister. Yes. Amen.